0: This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're gonna wanna check out Poddex. Now, if you wanna get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code?
1: JP's World! You heard it right. JP's World. Get your 10% discount right now. Use it. All caps. J-P-S-W-O-R-L-D.
0: Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level.
1: what is up guys i'm jp and welcome back to another episode And another episode with a professional football player first of all a special thanks to black diamond firm for making this this interview and the rest of the interviews that you guys have heard possible today's episode is eric evans eric evans is a running back from the university of north Texas and in today's episode he's going to tell us why did he fell in love with the position of running back he's going to walk us through the feeling of his first game under the big lights he's going to walk us through his pre-game routine and he's going to tell us where and how does he see himself in five years thank you so much guys for the late support lately late support recent support, let's call it like that, to the past episodes for all the love that you guys have been giving to my guests. Thank you for enjoying the episodes. And thank you so much again to Black Diamond Firm for making this possible. And remember, this episode is brought to you by Poddex. They are running a promotion, uh, some low, low prices for Thanksgiving, guys. So get on it um, and take advantage of those discounts for thanksgiving okay so that's enough intro for me cue the real intro and i hope you guys enjoy the episode see you guys in the outro yo what is up everybody welcome back to the jp's world and welcome back once again people to the podcast where negativity ends where we talk about everything, sports, movies, motivation, shows, current events, and more. I'm your host, JP. Get ready. We're about to start. And here we go, people. Welcome back to the JP's World Podcast. Let me just bring my mic a little bit closer. And here with me in my Left or right, whenever you're watching this, I have the honor of having here Mr. Eric Evans. Please, a round of applause. That's going to be edited. So, a round of applause for Eric Evans. Introduce yourself, Eric.
0: Hey, what's going on, man? I appreciate you. Uh, I'm Eric Evans, man. Uh, Dallas, Texas athlete, running back. There you um, yeah, that's me. That's all me all day. Uh, yes, sir.
1: So for the people that is just listening right now, your JP is a little bit sad and salty because (laughs) my 49ers just lost to one of the, it's supposed to be one of the easiest games, but it was not. But here, my recent friend, Eric, just lift up my mood coming to the podcast and we're about to have a great conversation.
0: Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Now, Tell us a little bit about you. Who is Eric Evans? Man, I'm a hard-working, humble guy, very positive, as you know, and I'm a dedicated hard worker. And um, I play running back and I'm a free agent at the moment, but I got an upcoming workout. But um, still, the goal is to make it to the NFL or just be ready when that phone call comes. So you got to stay optimistic. And uh, just, I want everybody to know I'm just a. Worker and I bring energy, positive energy to the locker room. For sure. Awesome. That is
1: Eric Evans. Where are you from?
0: Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Dallas Texas.
1: Texas. I'm from uh, Mexico. I'm from Nogales. Oh. And okay. Just a little bit of a warning. At some point, um, it's always, my fans, that because the podcast is in Spanish and English, you you can listen okay. to it a bit later. At some point, I'm going to ask you that that question if you speak Spanish, but not for now, so just
0: just get ready. Oh, I got something for you. Oh, man, I'm down here in Texas.
1: <laughs> awesome. All right. Now, tell us a little bit, what made you pursue football? What made you fall in love with this game?
0: Man, I got introduced to the game when I was, like, four years old, and actually when I first wanted to play it, they said you was too young, and that just feared my fire. So I had to wait a whole year before I actually got to play a game. And uh, I finally got to play uh, flag football. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I was kind of still learning the game and stuff. And actually, my first game was in the old Dallas Cowboys Stadium. So not the big fancy new one now. Whoa. And um, my first carry I ever got, man, I housed it 80 yards, man. And ever since then, yeah, man. I, got, I scored three touchdowns that game. I was like, I can get used to this. I like, I like what happens after I win a football game. And ever since then, I just, man, boy, I've been playing, what, 27, like 20-something years, man, and I still love it so much. It's just Whoa. something I can do each and every year.
1: Oh, that feeling, that is so awesome. I wish I could have been in the same position as you, man. It's like is is a sad thing about growing in in Mexico. There's no not much support for sport, that right. <laughs> There's not much <laughs> for sports over there. So I remember, and this is a story that I always tell. I tried to build a football team over there in my college. Really? Yeah, but
0: that's 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 good.
1: Yeah, but you know, money was the issue, and people not believing. Because
0: mm.
1: I, I remember I was trying to gather signatures and money and everything. And I, and I ran into uh, a dude that was always on a football team, but from the high school. Because there was no college mm. level football. So, oh. yeah. And back in my, my hometown. And I remember that he told me, just give up. This is not going to work. You're not ever going to get the money. You're not ever going to get the people. And I didn't give up. We started, and uh, as far as we could go, we, we got more, more likely was cleats for everybody.
0: That's a very, very good thing, man. That's very inspiring, man. But like.
1: what we couldn't have was the, the other stuff the, the, the helmets, the pads, anything. And so by the second, let's say, season of training, because we never got to the play. And everybody started getting disappointed and everybody started dropping off. But uh, at least they told me what you're telling me. Like, it was a good try. You tried. That
0: was a super great try, especially coming from ground zero, you know. just try to give them something to start. And I know how tough it is, especially coming um, from Mexico. And I got a lot of Spanish friends. So once we get to deeper in the show.
1: And I I actually, and this is not just... um, to to come out of as a, you know, uh, being like a good, I don't know how to say it, but I wanted to be in your position, RB. I wanted to be the running back of the team. And because, cool. was, because I'm, I'm a little bit fat, <laughs> everybody was like, everybody's going to run from you. They're not going to run to you. <laughs> oh,
0: that's messed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a little bit messed up. <laughs> But, hey, I learned how, how to run because they, they will tell me, uh, at first you started running with your hips. They were, like, wobbly, and now you're running straight. I don't know how you did it, but you did it because we didn't have any coaches. We just had mm. people that played, and they were telling us what they used to do.
0: Mm. Yeah. Dang, that makes sense. Like, well, you got to learn from the older people, I guess, at that point. <laughs> but, yeah. hey, do you still, like, still train or do you want to train? Football, or you still I see you love it
1: I mean I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't like just throw it away if I could have the chance to train and maybe I don't know I'm I'm 24 now so who knows hey,
0: you can reverse it you know I think we need to get some cleats and get some stuff started back in for yeah. sure <laughs>
1: definitely
0: day. I love it why one not? day
1: now why <laughs> running back why not any other position?
0: When I grew up in my era, um, running back was like pretty much the prime time position. Of course, quarterback was always like a main position, but like everybody was running the football. I grew up like watching the Damian Tomlinson, like Clinton Portis. Uh, who else was out there? Priest Holmes. Uh, you know, Michael Vick. Well, that's when everybody tried to go back to quarterback, but they were still trying to run. But at the end of the day, uh, just, it was much easier. Like I feel like. I grew up running track, so it's like when I got the ball, all I just tried to do is outrun the defense to score. I wasn't trying to be on the field long. <laughs> so um, I just fell in love with the position, and that's all I, you know. I started learning more. It's more to the game, just running back. You got catch and stuff like that. But I just ran away from people. <laughs> just ran away from people. <laughs>
1: just keep running.
0: Just keep running, I'm telling you. <laughs>
1: Now, you just told us, like, what you felt on your first touchdown, that that 80-yard touchdown. But can you walk us through that feeling from, like, the first game under the big lights? How, how does it feel to well,
0: – how Man, like, be- I had me catch cut you off, but I already knew where this question was going. Like, being in the old Cowboys stadium, walking in the locker room where Emma Smith and Troy Eggman used to be, and just stepping on the field, finally – you know, not getting an opportunity last year. I think I was so determined that I, the bright lights didn't affect me. Um, bright lights didn't affect me, but I just was so focused. And, like, when I got the ball, all I saw was, like, a big opening. And I just, like, just took out running. And I was like, nobody's going to stop me? Okay. And the next thing I know, everybody's just celebrating because it's like you scored a touchdown. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, man, I I feel like I can get used to this. But, um, yeah. I've actually, I repeated that in college. but people didn't know, my first carry in college, I housed it, too. Whoa. So, yeah, it's funny how history repeats itself, man. Yeah. What college did you, <laughs> went, did you went to? Uh, North Texas.
1: North Texas. Okay. Is- um,
0: I went to Tennessee State, too. Oh, okay. You, you, you transferred? I ended up transferring, but I ended up finishing at Tennessee State, which is the HBCU um, mm-hmm. in Tennessee, Nashville.
1: Okay, cool. Now I I read on the bio that Ashton, your your how do, you, how, do how do you call it representative?
0: Yeah, she's my representative.
1: Okay, Ashton. Uh, and, and he told me a link, and it says that, you, and it says right there your forty yard dash record. How how do you felt when you set that personal record? Have you ever seen <laughs> it?
0: Um, I say my fastest was like a low four three. Um, at that time I felt like really really powerful in the legs. Like, we was doing some crazy work when I was in North Texas. And uh, I felt really, really fast. But I couldn't move side to side, though. I was, just like, fast straight ahead. Yeah. But, uh, like, that was my personal best. And um, I think um, I felt the game was much slower. You know, when you're really fast, like, everything else is moving slow in slow motion. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, speed is part of it. Then also learn, like, just transferring, it's more than just speed. It's about setting up the play and um, reading defenses, too. Mm-hmm. So you can be fast, and but if they call the right defense, they can stop you for sure. So, yeah. you know, you got some really fast guys out there, uh, but you got some guys that are um, not as fast, but they're great runners, too. But they can read defenses, and that's what make them so great.
1: Okay, okay. Well, for me, I have a, such a level of respect for athletes that on that special kind of workout, I see the combine every year, and you, we as fans just see it as okay. They just run fast, or that's impressive. But when we see the pictures after the the face of struggle that you can see in the on the athletes' face, you can see how how can we say the the level of
0: power line. level and I understand.
1: it always impresses me and i don't know even the linemen. Okay, like, let's go to your bodyguards you as an as a running back seeing them <laughs> running 40 yards in five seconds or less damn I'm,
0: it's very impressive ain't it it's very impressive it's like this guy's huge but he can move i know and that's my bodyguard cool <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> exactly <laughs> but you want after the game, man. You protect me. I got you. <laughs> That's why i be talking to. I talk to my linemen, man. Lyman, some of my best friends, cause they protect me and uh, I make them look good and they look, make me look good. So it's a great relationship I always have with my linemen.
1: It's a special bond.
0: It's a special bond for sure. Brothers in we can call it uh brothers in the trenches, maybe? No. Yes. Yes, because lineman and the running back, you got to be pound for pound back there. I got to block too. I got to protect the quarterback. I got to pretty much catch and run the ball, and you've got to be tough to play running back. Awesome. And it's just not, you know, it's going to be cold games, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be different elements. That's what's good about football and like soccer is played outside, and you got to still go through those elements, you know. So, them linemen are very tough people.
1: Yeah and the other day we were talking about that my my cousin and i we can see you athletes on the tv because you know we're just fans we just see you guys busting your 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 bodies over there but it is funny to see that in tv we can see you guys this big or there are regular people and when you meet an athlete on person or you can just see them in comparison with the with the interviewers and stuff you'll see them and you're like, this person is huge. How? And, How?
0: Um, I can talk a little bit about that, too. I'm just like you. You know, I'm not the biggest guy in the room. I'm kind of swift and fast. But I remember first stepping on the field in college, I was like, man, you get a scouting report, right, of who you playing. And it's like, okay, a D lineman, uh, they have them at the 6'4", 250, or like um, a linebacker, 6'3". 230 pounds that could run a 4-4 four. You're like okay no nah, they're playing you know and <laughs> I actually stepped out there on the field I was like hey, really 6-5 okay, <laughs> let, <me>, uh, <laughs> let me put my mouthpiece in so.
1: okay this is going to hurt <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so that's all I can remember like, especially with my first play at North Texas I was like man okay they were right about the scouting report I don't know what's going to happen but I'm going to run hard and that's oh. what I always tell myself just play hard and good things will happen.
1: Eyes on the end zone. I, like, I love it. I love
0: that. Eyes on the end zone, man. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking every time I'm out there.
1: I love it. Now, every player has a pregame. Even regular people as, as me have a, like a pregame routine. If you're going to work, you, you get ready. Let's, let's do this. But you as a player, walk us through your pregame uh, routine. What gets you into that? Game
0: time mode. So, initially, you know, when we wake up, go to the hotel, you know, I might talk to some loved ones and be like, okay, I'm going to have a good day today. Because, you know, football is, uh, it's a, you don't know what may happen. You know, I may you know, I'm blessed to finish every game and walk away painless, you know. I definitely talk to my loved ones first and then try to eat right in the morning. I try to eat, like, mid to light. I don't want to feel bloated when I'm out there. And then uh, when we actually get in the locker room, I put on my favorite jams, depending on what song is hot right now, Uh, getting focused. And uh, when I get on the field, you know, do my high knees and stuff like that. And just I want to feel good. I want to feel like I'm at my best. And that's pretty much how I do it.
1: Awesome. That is really, really awesome. And just a side note, if anybody in the NFL is listening right now, if you feel what I'm feeling right now, the energy of Eric, come on, man. Just give him a call, please. This is this is a podcast to get to know him, but also please give him a call because I I don't know, man. I I you, I just want to see Eric on the field. Please, if anyone in the NFL is listening right now, please. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, man. Thank you I'm for just the
1: shout-out. When this goes live, I'm just going to try to attack
0: all 32 teams and – I don't know. I'm just going to bug the hell out of them. (laughs) Hey, if if I came up because JP World, you always my guy. I promise. I'll tell you. If I get an opportunity out of that, we're going to start that football team.
1: Oh, okay. Awesome. I love it. Most deaf. Most deaf. I love it. Now, who was your inspiration growing up? Every, Every single one of us has that certain person.
0: Inspiration growing up. You know, I look to my elders a lot, Um, my grandpa, my grandmas, uh, my parents. You know, I had pretty good family, my brother, um, sister, mom, very family-oriented, inspiring people uh, that, like, athletes that was in the game at the time. I'll say, like, LaDamian Thomason, I'll speak about him a lot because a lot of my game is kind of off of him, especially, like, the stiff arm. But Mm -hmm. this way he handled stuff and just gave back to the community and stuff like that. He was very uh, a good role model for, especially in the football world, just period. He was a very good role model. Wow. You know, sir. And, you know, you could pick easy ones like, you know, Michael Jordan and stuff like that, but I try to pick realistic people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know? So it's, I just try to take little tidbits of people. And, you uh, know, I like how LT uh, changed the game on and off the field. Oh,
1: yeah. He, he definitely, he was a turning point for the, for the game. Uh, yeah. For, for me, for being a fan of the game, for me, he was Patrick Willis. For me, it was Patrick Willis. Seeing him firing up. And <laughs> I know it's,
0: it's your Man, I was talking about him earlier though, uh, because uh, I saw the 49ers, but I was watching the Cowboys game and Alden Smith was playing for the Cowboys. Yeah. as part of that defense. I was like, man, they, Patrick Willis then was pretty tough over there. Yeah. The 49ers, man. they He was really good at linebacking.
1: I remember one time, this is a, <laughs> a story. One time, one of my friends asked me, if you could ask some something like play from a player, what would you ask? And my dumbass asked, I just want Patrick Willis to tackle me. And they're like, okay, you want to die. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For real. I mean, man, that, that's going to be a collision. That's like, almost getting hit by Ray Lewis or something. Like, that's, that's one of the top linebackers that ever played. And he's fast. My, my,
1: my soul could have, could have just left my body. I was... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it disappears and come back. Yeah, it's just a poof. <laughs> like the fairy <laughs> <up> there. It's <laughs> <that's> very obvious. <laughs> we're going to have to wish you back, for sure. Where's
1: Timmy at? He's bringing back. Uh, you know, we cannot do that.
0: The rules disappear. The rules disappeared. The rules disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Wanda, where yet?
1: No, Wanda. No, she's going to be the first one to say, no, it's not possible. Wanda, Wanda's so, so strict.
0: Cos- Cosmo will do it. Cosmo
1: will do it. Yeah, for sure, Cosmo Cosmo will be here to say the day. <laughs> For real I know' I gonna say. <laughs> no 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 uh what is your definition of success? People have different definitions, and i've I've talked about other podcasts, but for you, what is the definition of success?
0: It's like giving a full out effort it's just a goal that you want to achieve, even if you don't achieve the goal as long as you gain a lot of knowledge experience and lessons out of it, that's successful. And uh, Successful can be, it's not a trophy all the time. It's mm-hmm. about, you know, especially like football, you know, I might have played a great game, but we lost. Um, I could learn stuff from it, but I try to turn every negative into a positive. And success is about being positive and, and striving for something. Mm-hmm. And, um, you may or may not achieve it, but it's the pursuit. That's success, I feel like. I love it. For me,
1: it's this kind of the same, but but it's about a year from now that I said, as long as I'm happy and I know that I gave my full one hundred percent, I know I'm successful. I don't I don't know, before when I was in college and in high school. My definition was to make it and have tons of money and, you know, obviously help my parents and stuff. But at the end of the day, I talked to my parents and they're like, that is what we wanted. That's, that's about when we were, I was finishing college. They were like there was a topic, what is the definition of success? And when I said, as long as I'm happy and I know I gave my full 100% and I know that what I'm doing is giving me something in return that that exactly what you just said I know I'm being successful i I don't have to just reach it and my mom used to say because you know I tell my my friends i'm always I've always been the one that the I've always been worried about my grades and stuff like that you know
0: that's good it happened
1: now I said uh he, she said, okay. You have your good grades, but can you maintain them? Can you keep it that way? That is the real challenge. The challenge is not getting good grades. The challenge is to maintain the good grades. Yes. I remember at first it didn't hit me, but it hit me when I was in the middle of college. I was like, damn, because I hit like a slump, <laughs> hit like a slump for like two, three months. I couldn't get it. Every test was, was the low point and everything. I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And and she just looked at me and just with the eyes. You know moms, our moms, just with the eyes. She told me, she told me, I told you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that is, we think a lot the same. Because I, I would say everybody hits that slump. College is very tough. Yeah. You know, especially being a like a good, great student coming out of high school, you'd be like, okay, I got it. But, you know, it was very challenging trying to find those classes. And then you get hit with. Uh, i just say a random class. I know I stepped into, like, a uh, humanities class where I had to read Moby Dick. I'm like, man, I have not read <laughs> 500 pages in three days. That's very challenging for where I came <laughs> <laughs> Like, and they have the type of a 15-word paper. It's like, man, that is asking. And go play it. Go, I got to go to practice later? Oh, man. So it's, So, I definitely understand that. I understand that and I like your definition of success. Like um you took the words out of my mouth and uh, So um we, we think a lot of the same for sure.
1: I love that. And speaking of that, the the, the Moby Dick uh, challenge, <laughs> I remember one of my teachers, he he was so oh the camera, hello, there you go. <laughs> he was out of focus. Um I remember this teacher, he was like the most um how can we say it? The one that you fear, that teacher that everybody tells you, that is your that is your brick wall and I, I bet you're not going to pass. And I'm like, ah, right. you know, in the first class, he just pulls up a PowerPoint and you're used to seeing PowerPoints with just two, three words. That's, that's what our teachers always says. PowerPoints are supposed to have just two, three words. But for him, no, for him, the PowerPoints had like 60, 70, 100 words, a whole page right there. And he's like, okay, you're going to write everything that it is on the PowerPoint. And I'm like,
0: um sorry, you already changed it up. (laughs) He's um, like, oh, this is not what I'm used to.
1: Um and
0: and and he's like,
1: he's like, and I'm and I'm not gonna stop. You need to write everything. The class is is still going. And I'm like, okay, okay. (laughs) So you start writing and you feel the pain on your wrist. Oh, and, and he's not gonna change it. So that's when we were like taking pictures and everything and he's like at the end of every single uh for the test i want to see your your notebook and i want to see all the notes there if it's not you're not going to present the test and uh, and when the better uh and this is being sarcastic the the best thing for that test that test is what six hours long oh no yeah Because I'm a civil engineer by uh, I graduated as that and he's in his class, every test when you reach that point for the test is six hours long. And the first one I was so scared and but then you, you figure it out. He's like six hours because you have time, it's just one problem. You you need to design something. So you have one problem, six hours, figure it out. And you just he actually just leaves the classroom and he's like, you got this. He he actually, even though it's the hardest thing, he believes in you. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> and every single person, they're like, no, man, you're crazy. How can you be on a test for six, six hours? And I'm like, yeah. And then you look at the person, you know, the most goody-goody. You, you if I feel like I'm a goody-goody, there's so, always someone that is more goody-goody. So <laughs> this person walks out three hours earlier. He, in three hours, he finishes the test. And I'm like, nah, you cheated.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> For real, though. <laughs> like, nah, this test is supposed to be, you took half the time. They just gave up, didn't they? <laughs> and,
1: and, and I told them in, in, in a loud voice, either you gave up or you cheated. It's it's yeah. just two. There's no way in between. You cheated or you gave up. Yeah. No man, that that was the best for me in college. You know, <laughs> that's a, the best experience. The thrill. Tell you. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, let's in the interview. We need to dial it down a little bit, sadly, because the next question is, how did this pandemic affect you or your career? <sighs>
0: Honestly, career rise, it really didn't affect me. It just made me – I was already working hard, but it just made me – I don't know, it's just like doors start opening up more. But obviously, with the pandemic and the virus going around, you got to take safety precautions and, you know, the gym's different. But I do a lot of working out outside. So uh, even though – it's still – you can still catch it. It's still contagious and stuff like that. But I think it just made me more – just, I don't know, I just worked harder and pushed through. Like, I just pushed through. Even though it was, like, worldwide of, you know, detrimental. um, The quarantine was never nothing easy. But i still try to, like, change my work. I got more creative, I guess I could say, with, like, my workouts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. me being creative and things starting to try to get back normal, I figured out more things that I could get better at and, I didn't try to use the pandemic as an excuse, but I also try to stay safe at the same time. It was a very tricky um, circumstance.
1: Yeah. Hey, that's, that's awesome. Like for, for me, it, at first it was like, what the hell is going on?
0: I mean, exactly.
1: I think everybody's like that was, is, but you know, at the same time, uh, as, as, you, as you did, you get creative. So I took it up on myself and I'm like, you know, I am doing a podcast. So I need to be better because before the coronavirus, um, yeah, I already had a podcast, but honestly, it was just me talking, just different subjects, different stuff every week, trying to figure it out. And then I was like, you know, I'm almost going to be a year podcasting. So, and then Black Diamond, the, the, the firm reached out to me and he's like, it was the first guest, uh, another pro athlete that came here to the podcast and they're like, you want to interview him? And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it. And then that happened. And then I was like, you know, everything is going great. Let's do more and let's do more and let's do more. And then the, the merch, it was the other idea and that was a success, also. I'm I'm not saying I'm rich with with just these hats, but
0: everybody see, seemed to love them, you know. Look. Sounds like you got love, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Should. Let You see, that mud clean. Okay, okay. I see you, man. I see you, JP. I see you. Yeah. And you know, it was I'm trying to get a hat. Where, where I gotta go to get the hat? Is that online, or? <laughs> well, you came to the right place. You're gonna get it. Every single. Uh,
1: person that is a guest here in the show actually gets one, you know? Oh yeah, oh
0: yeah, that's live. Okay.
1: <laughs> and this actually is something that I ask at the end, but uh, I'm gonna do it here middle interview. Yeah. At the end, you can just send me through email your your address, and you're gonna definitely get one. And I'm in the process of producing shirts and stuff like that. But that is back in getting back to a point. You need to that the pandemic is a. Uh, I s- you see it. You know the perspective. Either it's going to get us down or it's going to get us up.
0: Yes, it's definitely. You said it right. And that's. Just, I try to stay positive. Yeah. So that's all I can do. You know? Perspective. Perspective.
1: Now, where do you see yourself in five years?
0: Five years. Being that word success again. I mean, no matter where um, I find myself helping people. So, in five years, I feel like I should be able to do more for people. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully I could be making a big sports name and stuff like that. But I think just, especially with this pandemic and stuff, just the need to help others and one another. And, you know, that's my biggest goal right now. And the next five years, that's the one thing I'll be working towards. So, whatever I can do to do that, and the opportunities may come. I'm gonna try to jump on that ship for sure.
1: That is so cool. Uh, for me, I don't know. I want better, better myself. You know, always yeah. try to improve. Either, okay. either personally, podcasting or work-wise, whatever. Just try to be better.
0: Yes, yeah, be better than where you were. You know, exactly. you should look back five years from now. It's like. Hey, we came a long way. Yeah, exactly. And
1: even, even I remember, I don't know if you've seen it. It's a quote that came out really maybe like last year. And I actually talk, talked about it a long time in the podcast. And I was like, um, ask yourself, what are you doing now? And in a year from now, think about where were you and where are you now?
0: And you know what? I got a flashback just yesterday because uh, a year ago, uh, I'm a big uh, football fan, obviously, and it was a college football on yesterday mm-hmm. and it was the Texas OU game, and that's pretty big down here, the Red River Shootout. Yeah. And a year ago, I was at that game with my coach and it was pretty great, 100,000 people. He sent me a picture yesterday. I was like, whoa, how much can you change in a year? So, hopefully, a year from now, I could be like, whoa, some even greater things happen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Eventually, man, eventually. This, this is not going to get us down. We're going to be great. Yes. Greatness, oh, okay. that, that, is, that is something that is true and always going to be true. Greatness, always. up guys thanks for listening and thanks to eric evans for coming to the podcast and share with us his stories and all his positivity all his energy on this show thanks again to black diamond firm for making this interviews possible if you're an athlete out there and you need a representative you need a publicist just give him a call they're a great team and they will make your dream in your journey possible All right. And remember that this episode and all the past episodes have been brought to you by Poddex. Yes, that's right. And remember that you can get a discount using my code JPSWORLD, all all caps, sorry, and no spaces, J-P-S-W-O-R-L-D. Yes, I know how to spell And, um, and get a discount on me. And remember that Thanksgiving is coming, Black Friday also. So um, use the discount, use all the offers that Potex is giving away. And remember, have a safe Thanksgiving and a safe Black Friday. All right, guys. So see you guys later. I hope you enjoyed the episode, Expect Part 2, real soon. And don't forget to share last episodes with your friends. Thank you so much, guys. See you guys later. <laughs> before i go i forgot to tell you remember that there is merch for the jp's world there's hats and there's stickers and it's a pretty fair price i already brought it down from the original price which was pretty steep for me now that i think about it so get some hats get some stickers from the jp's world for give it away to your friends family to support the show all the profits from those sales from the merge they're going to make this podcast a little bit better for you guys but yeah that was it now now that was it for real cue the real outro guys and i'll see you guys later and that was it for this week's episode thanks for listening If you enjoyed the show and are enjoying the episodes, the number one thing you can do for me is subscribe, rate, and review this show. And don't forget to share it with your friends. I'm your host, JP, and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace out.